Welcome to the First Baptist Barberville Weekly Sermon Podcast. At FBC Barberville, our mission is to gather, grow, give, and go. Join us for live worship on the Court Square in Barberville, Kentucky, or to learn more about our church, visit fbcbarberville.com. Here is Pastor Tyler Shields. So appreciate you being here in person at FBC and also thank you for joining us online to our online audience this morning. Last week we cracked over into the book of Exodus and we saw God first of all calling Moses and then sending Moses back to Egypt to deliver God's people, to deliver the Hebrews. Now, of course, as you read through those next several chapters, you'll find that Moses is obedient to the Lord. He's hesitant at first, like we talked about last week, but then he obeys God. He goes back to Egypt. Uh, You read about Pharaoh's heart being hardened, him refusing to to listen to the Lord, to listen to Moses and Aaron. You read about the ten plagues that God then brings on the Egyptians. And finally, finally the people are allowed to leave and they even plunder Egypt on their way out. The Egyptians are like, here, take all our gold and silver and everything else with you. Just get out of here, right? And so then they go off towards the promised land. Now, I think that the Israelites are pretty excited at this point. I mean, they're getting out of slavery. They're getting out of the oppression of living in Egypt. They're going to a land, as God has told them, flowing with milk and honey. They probably think that everything is going to be so, so good. Uh, They're following the Lord, right? But then their bellies start. Start growling. Now I know that's, that relates to us because here in a few moments you're going to be like, yeah, this is a good, good church service, but until your belly starts growling and you're going to want to get out of here. And so their bellies get hungry and what happens? They begin to complain. So then in Exodus 16, it's where we'll be this morning. Here's what we see. These people are complaining against Moses. They're complaining against the Lord, against their whole situation. And even as ungrateful as these people are, God is gracious to them. And God provides them everything that they need. He loves them, He takes care of them, and He's going to feed them. Literally. So, same thing God does for us. When he calls us out. Let's look at at, at Exodus 16. We'll start in verse 1. The Bible says that the entire Israelite community departed from Elam and came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month after they'd left the land of Egypt. The entire Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, 
If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt. When we sat by pots of meat and ate all the bread we wanted. Instead, you brought us into this wilderness to make this whole assembly die of hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses. Now, if I was the Lord, I would have said something different. But the Lord says, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. This way I will test them to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, This evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the Lord's glory because he's heard your complaints about him. For who are we that you complain about us? Moses continued, The Lord will give you meat to eat this evening and all the bread you want in the morning. How many? Is that your life verse? The Lord will give you all the bread that you want. There's somebody in here that loves them carbs. I know there is. I'm sorry. Let's get back to the Bible. Anyway, for he's heard the complaints that you're raising against him. Who are we? Your complaints are not not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, you say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for he's heard your complaints. As Aaron was speaking to the entire Israelite community, they turned toward the wilderness. And there in the cloud, the Lord's glory appeared. The Lord spoke to Moses. I've heard the complaints of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will eat bread until you're full. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God. So let's, let's get some context here. The Israelites have been out of Egypt probably just a matter of weeks at this point. They're probably... Less than 400 miles from where they started on this journey. And again, when this journey began, I think most of them had in mind that this was going to be easy. That the Lord was going he'd done all these miracles. He had destroyed and I mean, just decimated the Egyptians. And then even when they get to the Red Sea and they're terrified, God shows up, brings them through that. They think, man, this is going to be cake. And now they come here and, and, and it's, it's not so easy. I mean, literally, their, their bellies are growling. They're, they're hungry. And I think this sounds familiar to a lot of Christians because you feel like, well, if God sends me somewhere and God calls me to do this thing, then, then surely if I'm obedient to the Lord and I've got enough faith, then everything's going to be just, just pie, right? Well, that's kind of the first point this morning, and it's, it's a familiar thing. There's going to be trying times. Now, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse because we've talked about this enough through the book of Job, right? But even outside of life things happening to you, there's going to be trying times even as you follow the Lord. It's just the facts of life. And what I want us to understand is that 
Yes, when God sends you out, He's, he's going to equip you for the task. He's going to give you everything that you need and, and, and even more for that mission that He's called you to. But there's still going to be tough times. Jesus told His followers, take up your what? Take up your cross and follow me. I'm going to tell you, following the Lord, this, this is not a good invitation. Following the Lord is not always sunshine and rainbows. It gets tough. Think about the disciples when Jesus sent them out for the very first time. What did he tell them? He said, yeah, I'm going to send you here two by two. And by the way, don't take anything with you. Don't take any money. Don't take any, anything at all. Just, just fully rely on the Lord. He'll take care of you. And can you imagine the conversations between Peter and James and John when they're getting ready to go out empty-handed to the Lord knows where to do Lord knows what? But God provided for them. Think about the Apostle Paul who endured all this hunger, heartache, pain. Matter of fact, when God called the Apostle Paul, he has this incredible moment on the Damascus Road, right? And it's like, okay, God has revealed himself to me. He wants me to do great things. I want to go back just a minute to, to Acts chapter 9. And the Lord tells this man, Ananias, to go to Paul, and he tells him this. He says, Go, for this man is my chosen instrument to take my name to Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. If we stop there, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I could get behind that mission. But notice verse 16. What does it say? God says, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. <laughs> Wait a minute, Lord. I like talking to kings and I like talking to uh, Gentiles even, and it, and it is to everybody. But I don't know about this suffering part. And I think that's how some of these Israelites were feeling at this moment. A lot of us would say, Lord, you know, maybe you should just send somebody else on that mission trip. Maybe you should just send somebody else to that, that tough church down the road that needs a pastor or a Sunday school teacher or whatever the case may be. But these people, they were glad to be God's chosen people. They were glad to be going towards the promised land. But it's that journey in getting there, they weren't real thrilled about. When their bellies begin to ache and they're hungry and they're thirsty and there's people trying to kill them and there's all these things they got to endure on the way to get to where God's going, they're not so sure about that. But it's all part of the journey. And it's in that journey that we learn so much. Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. said, If I had a formula for bypassing trouble, I wouldn't pass around it. Wouldn't be doing anybody a favor. He said, Trouble creates a capacity to handle it. Think about that. Trouble creates a capacity to handle it. He says, I don't embrace trouble. That's as bad as treating it as an enemy. But I do say, Meet it as a friend. For you'll see a lot of it and it better be on speaking terms with it. Or, to put it more simply, as one mountain preacher said, I'd reckon the good Lord's going to send us tribulation. So, I'd also reckon we might as well just tribulate. <laughs> the point is, life is still going to be life, even as you follow the Lord. Things are going to, be ha are going to happen. Your belly might get hungry. There may be some setbacks. There may be some people that start to complain. You may suffer for His name. You may be shipwrecked, beaten, suffering from malaria on some foreign mission field. But 
here's the thing. There's hope in the second truth. And that's that God will provide everything that you need. I love this story and how God just provides. And I love the fact that even when we complain. How many like to complain? There's, there's like three honest people in church this morning. How many like to tell lies? Woo-hoo. People love to complain, right? There, there are some of us Christians, if we couldn't complain, Lord, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't know what to do. We'd have time for all kinds of stuff. But even in the middle of their complaining, God provided exactly what they needed. There are a few points to God providing this manna. I want to, I want to talk about these. Number one, God was showing them that truth, that he would take care of them. That he would provide them exactly what they needed. He would give them everything they need. And there would come a time when they would want more than just what God was giving them. They would get tired of God's bread manna. They would get tired of the quail. They would get tired of the Lord's provision. But he is teaching them, even in the middle of all this complaining and grumbling, they could trust him. They could literally trust God to give them their daily bread. The Bible says no matter how much that each person gathered, nobody had a surplus and nobody had a shortage. God gave them just what they needed. The second thing about this manna is God was teaching them to obey Him. That's what the Lord says. He gave them very specific instructions to follow about collecting this manna and using it. And if they didn't follow these instructions exactly, there would be some pretty dire consequences. And guess what? It didn't take long for these people not to obey the Lord's instructions. And they had some very stinky bread that was full of worms. That's what it goes on to say. And a very angry Moses. So when God sends us out, when God calls us to a task or to a mission, one of the very first things that we have to learn to do is depend on Him. To prayerfully depend on Him for everything. Because again, a lot of what God's going to call you to do is going to go far beyond your capabilities. It's going to exceed your financial resources, your material resources. And so you have to learn how to depend and trust on the Lord. And like these Israelites, we not only have to learn to trust Him. What's the old song say? Trust in what? And obey. We have to learn to be obedient to Him. We have to... You know, everybody wants to do something big for the Lord, right? We all want to be the next big thing in our church or in our community. or You know, do the, the, whatever this great thing God has planned for our life. But listen, if you want to do something big for the Lord, you better start doing the little things. You better be obedient to God in the most minute details of your daily life. Giving Him your thoughts, getting up, spending time in God's Word with Him, praying to the Lord. Because if you can't be faithful in the little things, there's no way God can trust you with the big stuff. But even in their complaining. You know, I almost read this passage and I almost made it about complaining. But I felt like I should probably take a different direction here. But even in the middle of that complaining... The Lord was good to them. He was gracious. Gave them everything they needed. It made me think back several years ago, probably about 2015. God had recently called us to a a church a little farther over in eastern Kentucky. And I had no doubt that this is where God had led us. God had, had, prayerfully, I I prayed very specific. God, show me where you want me to go. and, And he met every one of those. 
Now, it's not something that you would, it's not a place you would go to unless God called you. And I, but I was sure of that. So, even being sure of that, I'm going to tell you, this was, this was a tough assignment. We walk in to this situation, and wonderful church, wonderful people. There just weren't many people. There weren't many resources. There wasn't hardly any money to do anything with. The church was in incredible amount of debt. And, by the way, it was situated in a dying community that was just losing people every single year. And so one Sunday night, very early on, get up, we do our, our Bible lesson, and there's a couple that comes to this church that Sunday night. They, they don't go to this church, not even from the area. They're not going to go to this church. But they walk in for whatever reason that Sunday night, and after church they come up to me and we're talking, and they reach me a check for $500. Now, I know standing here today when our budget is literally more than a thousand times that, it doesn't seem significant. But in this situation, at that time, that was huge. And they said, the Lord just impressed on us that we, we re recently received some extra money, thank God, and we felt led to literally just give it to this church for whatever reason. So I thanked them, said goodbye, I take the check, and I hand it to our treasurer after, after church, she opens it up and she starts to get emotional. And unbeknownst to me, she was trying to figure out how she was going to come and tell me that we might not be able to keep our lights on this month. But God gave us literally the exact money that we needed in the moment that we needed it just to keep on going and following Him. So God always provides everything that we need. And this morning, you may feel like you're out there in, in what feels like a desert. You may be a little hungry. Your soul may be a little hungry. It may be a little dry right now in this season of life. You may be wondering, how is this thing that God's called me to ever going to work out? How are we going to do this? Just know, and I promise you this, if God has called you out of that Egypt that you were in, He's going to provide everything that you need for the task at hand. I promise. So keep on following Him. That takes us to our last point. This is good stuff. I like how the Lord ends this. God will be your God. And what I mean by that, the Bible says when God does this thing, that they will know that He is God, the Lord their God. When God provides for you, all of those doubts and all those fears and all those questions that you have, they, they suddenly begin to diminish, right? You, you know that God is there, that God is good that his ways are higher than your ways that his promises never fail and God tells these people he says look you're going to eat this until you're full and then you'll know that I am the Lord notice the one word the Lord who your God God chose these people out of all the people on planet earth and out of all the false gods that they were surrounded by in Egypt, the living God, the creator of heaven and earth, wanted to be their God. He wanted to take care of them. He wanted to provide for them. He wanted to love them and redeem them. He wanted to fight for them when their enemies came in and tried to take them over. And he wanted, more importantly, to show the rest of the world that these people are mine. They belong to me. And I have a relationship with them. And he would tell them very soon in Exodus 
that he was jealous for them. That he longed for them. He wanted them. He didn't just need them, but he wanted to be in a covenant relationship with these people. And folks, I know there's things that's going to be tough. But you got to keep on trusting. And keep on obeying. And And I know this may not make sense, but listen to me. Even when it feels like God is so far away. And you feel like he's brought you into this wilderness for only reasons that he knows. That's the moment you got to lean in so much harder to him. And stay close to him. And pray even more. Here's the thing. None of that stuff that happened to them has changed. God still wants to be your God. He wants a relationship with you. Think about the magnitude of what I'm saying. God Almighty desires to know you personally. And for you to know Him. And He wants you to to follow Him. Just like these people literally picked up their stuff and followed God in this cloud and in this fire. God wants you to follow Him with your entire heart today. And He wants you to trust Him and obey Him and allow Him to provide the things that you need for you. In ways that only He can. Not only so you'll know that He's good and He's God, but so the rest of this world will know He's God. That there is no other. That He alone is God. That he, and he doesn't, he doesn't want you. We're going to see these people turn their back on God so many times. God does not want you to give your heart to another God. And there are so many false gods competing for our hearts today. But he's jealous for you. Again, think of what I'm saying. The king of this universe wants to be the king of your heart. So, what's stopping that from happening? It could be, could be you complain too much. You're not satisfied with him. He wants your worship. He wants your attention. He wants your love. So my question for you is. What's blocking that relationship? Why are you not following God? Wholeheartedly. You know I've never met someone that followed the Lord with everything they had. And they get to the end of their life and say you know what. I wish I'd just done things my way more often. It's never been said. God will lead you perfectly and provide for you and care for you just like he cared for this little nation. And he's still caring for them today. And So for us, if there's something in our life that's keeping us, one, from fully trusting the Lord, more importantly, obeying the Lord, then we need to get rid of that this morning. Because I tell you what, I think God is, is doing some things right here. And I think God's going to do a lot through First Baptist Church here in Barberville. And we need to be ready for that. Not only 
mentally prepared for what the Lord's going to do, but we need to have our hearts spiritually prepared for what God is going to do and not find ourselves in the middle of the desert again complaining about the Lord not doing what we want the Lord to do. Amen? All right. I'm not trying to beat you up. Let's stand together as we close this morning. Let us pray. Father, Lord, you are so, so good. And Lord, as we read these old stories, God, we're just reminded that the same God that led people out of Egypt, the same God that led them through the wilderness, the same God that rained manna down from heaven is our God today. And Father, I pray that we would not take that lightly. Lord, as as Jesus said, I pray we'd be willing to take up our cross and follow you wherever that may lead. God, when it hurts, when it's not what we want to do, God, we just be obedient. And Lord, we do this knowing and trusting that you will provide everything we need when we need it. God, you've proven that love for us. By giving your son that while we were still sinners, he died for us. And Lord, if there's anything blocking that relationship in our life this morning, Lord, I pray we'd lay it down today. And we'd follow you with every ounce of everything that we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This altar's open if you'd like to come and pray. This Thanks morning. for listening to the weekly sermon podcast. Please subscribe, but also join us live in person on the Court Square in Barberville or find us on YouTube by searching FBC Barberville, on Instagram at first underscore Baptist underscore Barberville, on Twitter at Barberville FBC, or on our Facebook page, First Baptist Barberville.